Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Drew and Jonathan Scott, better known as the Property Brothers, grew up in Canada, and initially, the twins had an interest in magic and basketball. But after forming their independent film production company, the brothers began to pitch real estate-themed shows to various networks. Now, they have their own successful HGTV show, The Property Brothers Forever Home, which has been nominated for an Emmy Award. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, the Property Brothers recall how their show came to be and what it's like working in the renewable energy sector. Hey, fellas. Hey. Howdy, howdy. How are you? How are you guys? We are good. Talk about a beautiful set behind you there. I like it. I like the color. You know what? I had to deliver for you guys. I was like, damn it, the Property Brothers are coming on. I mean, I don't, I don't remember getting a call to help out with the design there. No. Well, clearly you didn't need our help, so. Hey, but you know, I us. wanted your help. Let's say that. I wanted your help even if I didn't need your help. So next time. We're in your heart. Okay, that's good to know. I want to sing. All right, I got to sing one little like ditty here to see if you know what this is from, being that you're a Miami boy, right? Yes, Miami, yes, right? yes. Yeah, so yeah. guilty as charged, guilty. Miami is nice, so, so I'll say it thrice. Miami, Miami. Miami. Yeah. No? Do you know what that's from? Yeah. I Golden don't, girls. but it sounds like Miami Subways. Golden Girls. Oh, that's, that's if my you one threw a party and invited and everyone you, threw you knew. A party. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We know I, it all. I feel like we bonded over cheesecake and Golden Girls here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys are definitely invited to my birthday party. You guys are coming. <laughs> done. Amazing. Done and done. All right. Uh, we we have been known to crash parties just randomly, by the way. So Wait, were, were you guys wedding crashers kind of people before wedding crashers was a thing? Yeah, we we oh, taught yeah. Vince Vaughn um, <laughs> for his role, uh, and yeah, yeah, it was no, we we actually were because we, we just love if we hear karaoke anywhere, yeah. we show up. That's actually my my first uh, date with my wife. 
uh, we actually went for sushi. We went for hot chocolate. And then she was supposed to leave me to go to her best friend's uh, karaoke party for his birthday. And I invited myself along. And she was like, uh, okay, invite yourself along. Very okay. presumptuous. I knew if she could hear me karaoke, I got her I got her, her heart. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The way to a woman's heart is karaoke. Now, I love karaoke. You're looking at a guy who used to throw karaoke parties. Nice. Oh, All nice. right. Taking it to the next level. Let's get into the karaoke of it all. You both give me your main karaoke songs. What's your go-to? Drew, you go first. What's your karaoke song? Let's see. Um, if you can tell everybody this is your song. Oh. Oh. Okay. oh. What's yours? Jonathan, come on. Uh, I'm more I'm more of a Steppenwolf kind of guy. Okay. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. <laughs> I can never remember the the lyrics though. That's the problem. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What about <laughs> duets? Because my sister and I, we actually do duets together. We turn other people's songs into duets. You guys do duets or no? This this was the this was the creepiest thing. We would always do summer loving happy blast and he would always play the lady parts i don't know why but i, I have really great falsetto so. <laughs> olivia newton john did her thing she was good she did she you know i actually also taught her everything she knows and yeah. mariah carey so you know i have a lot of experience i'm a lot older than you think yeah <laughs> wait wait, Humble, wait taught or dated mariah no i no. Jonathan, something jonathan dated know? her i taught her <laughs> now, now jonathan you're the one who's not married yet that's correct yeah. Or do do we have news that we should uh, we should know about? I'm sorry that this is cutting it. What? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? Don't nicely. worry. As as soon as I know if there are wedding bells, you will not be the first person I call. <laughs> so, but I will tell you. I, it has been so nice to see Jonathan so happy because him and Zoe are so good for each other. They give so much, like wholeheartedly to each other. I love seeing that. For me, and we have an older brother too, and he he's married with an amazing woman. So this is actually, since he met Zoe, this is the first time all the brothers have been with amazing women. That it's really nice to see everyone's so happy. So all right, all right. Now, uh, are there are are there couples dates? Do you guys uh, you guys do a lot of stuff together? Is uh... As a family, oh, yeah. as we, a we, family? we're obsessed with escape rooms. So we go, I don't know if you've ever done an escape game before, but it's like, so I, I got Zoe hooked. We've done hundreds of them all over the world. Linda is amazing. And so now Zoe is hooked. We just did one last night, just the two of us. And so, um, but usually we'll go Drew, Linda, Zoe, myself, and one or two other friends as well. Yeah. All right, what else is on the dating regimen? Are you guys bowling kind of people? What a, what else is happening on the couple's dates? I'm super competitive. And uh, Linda, my, my wife, has known this from the get-go. I love her. I will never be the husband that just lets her win just because I want to let her win to be chivalrous. I'm not. That's not me. I'm going to compete so hard. And when you beat me, you rub it in my face big time. Uh, so we have done bowling. We've done – we have – Ping pong. I'm a huge ping pong nerd. I love ping Drew, pong. Is at, Drew has taken lessons from, no joke, from a ping pong master for like 10 years. That's how competitive Drew is. He wanted hold, to make hold, sure hold, no hold one could hold be. Is, is Drew the guy who stands like eight feet back from, <laughs> the, uh, from the table? Yes, I am Tom Hanks. He holds this weird way with the paddle. and I was going to ask you. How does he hold no, it? No, I, I hold it the American style. I, I don't do because that, that's uh, they, they call like a Chinese grip to do the reverse grip. Right. I don't do that. I, I don't even know how they do that. But the funniest thing is I went one time when I was younger. I was like maybe early 20s. A friend of mine and me, we were OK. We went to the local YMCA and they have little ping pong tables. And 
it was all older um, Chinese couples that were there. They're all like 80 years old. They were, they were super old, like grandparents, and they're all playing. And Pedro and I walk up, and it's like a king's court kind of a thing. If you win, you stay on the table. And we're like, let's get rid of these old guys. So we go in there thinking we're going to whoop their butts. They crushed us They because they were moving really slow and they're like this. And then we walked up and they're like, kapow, kapow. <laughs> they just, I don't even think I got any points. I call that classic Drew yeah. over, you know, overconfident, overconfident and uh, <laughs> underestimating. So I took lessons so that I could compete. Yeah. You know what? Ping pong is a fun game all day long. Now, rumor has it that one or both of you were also basketball guys, that you guys are bringing good height to the table in the basketball. Yeah, we both played. Was on Drew the actually played, you know, college ball and, and, and has played way more than I have. But MVP, most improved player. That's yeah. how it was in high school. Both, <laughs> both three letters. Yeah, no, it was good. it was a fun dynamic though because honestly, our coach. So they would they would bring Jonathan in, and one time we put my jersey on him, so everyone would start guarding him to be, and then I kind of like snuck around the other side and scored the points. But mm-hmm. yeah, wait, now how does that happen with with twins? Like I, I always I've got three wonderful sisters, but I really wanted a twin brother. I thought it was the coolest thing. The kids in my class uh, who were twins or who had twin siblings. But, but are you guys, I mean, I literally don't know. Do you guys tend to be good at all the same things, meaning at school, at athletics, et cetera, and there's only a little bit of difference? Or like early on, did people kind of pick their lanes, even though it feels like yeah, you got I mean, the same? It was challenging. I mean, early on, I, I mean, everyone realized I was better looking than Drew, so that was a big difference. <laughs> no. We're twins. We're uh, the, twins. We tend to have a lot of the same you know, interests. However, Drew like really excelled at basketball. I, I actually was a magician. So I, I performed for years as a professional magician. And so there were certain like art, artistic or creative differences that we kind of went down those paths, but yeah. most of our interests we, are similar. We, we did. We actually did most stuff together. And then we started to find our true passions because we were national champions in karate for years. We competed for years. And, uh, and as we were performing and doing acting, I loved acting more and we started as clowns and then I loved the performing, but Jonathan loved the magic of it. So he got more into magic. I did more of the performing. So, yeah. And, and what's interesting with, you know, long journey, long story into where property brothers came around, we didn't want to be struggling artists. So we thought, how could we, you know, pay to, you know, shoot our own films and, you know, build our own magic shows. And let's invest in real estate. So we bought every book, every infomercial on how to make millions with no money down. And we, you know, we didn't have any cash lying around. We actually managed to take over the, the mortgage of a fellow who couldn't make his payments on his house. Didn't have to qualify at that time. He did a second mortgage for all of his equity. So we really bought a house for 250 bucks, fixed it up, sold it a year later for 50 grand profit. And that's when we realized there could be something Fast forward, licensed Drew as a real estate agent. I left business school. I went to school for construction and design. So this is where we split though. We both had a passion for real estate. I hated getting dirty. I, <laughs> I still don't like getting dirty. I don't. Jonathan will crawl around in a dirty basement or like a crawl space, spiders on him and webs. And, Somebody's oh, got to do it. He'll, he'll like lay in like insulation. <laughs> a toilet's not going to unplug itself. Yeah, so that's where we went that's in our separate shots. I love that. The toilet's yeah. not going to unplug yeah. itself. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> It's a super Hallmark card. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's actually funny is when when Property Brothers first came on the table, the the show idea, it was what we were doing with clients and and this production company who actually had cast Drew in another show that didn't go anywhere, but they found out he had an awesome brother. Yeah. And um, they originally said because Drew was in there, he did do the work with me, like siding and flooring and things like that. 
they actually wanted Drew to be the contractor on the show and me to be the real estate guy because I also had my license. I was the broker of he, our company. He had this fancy hair, longer hair. They thought he looked like the suit guy. They liked me. I was looking a little more brawny. And they're like, you can be the, the hands-on rugged guy. And then they realized they're like, we, oh. so they flew us out. We met them. And then they're like, oh, oh, wait. Oh, you're the licensed license builder. Yeah. Oh, oh, that might go badly. Okay, well, then we'll flip it back. But for like a split second, I was like, I thought I was going to have these Armani suits and all this. No. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Now, when did you guys know that it was working? What was the what was the first sign that it was working that it was going to be a winner? So, first, it was humbling because the production company shot the pilot. They took the pilot to the network in the U.S. who turned it down and HGTV. said, "No, not interested." They said, "Two right now, we're looking for like husband wife combos and things like that." Took it to the Canadian HGTV Canada. They turned it down. They're like, "Nope, not not these guys." And then it was a random network, W Network in Canada. That's like two young guys in tight jeans doing slow motion renovations. Yeah, no problem. We'll buy that. So we, they, they picked it up. Within three months, we were the number one show on the network. And with those stats, they went back to HGTV in the U.S. who gave it a shot. Same thing happened. The funny thing, though, is, um, you know, because you, you never know, is the show going to relate to people? Are they going to like it? The very first time I remember someone recognizing me from the show, someone walked up at an airport and they're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You're Drew Scott. And I was like, oh, thanks a lot, I'm Jonathan. But whatever. I am. Right. Thank you. For remember, most, yeah. people, most people will come up to us and be like, hey, Drew and Scott, I like you guys. No one remembers yeah. my name. Jonathan. Who's Jonathan? Yeah. 
I mean, you know, you know, it's funny. The very first time we were filming for the shows, because I, I just want to be an actor. I didn't want to be a host. I remember thinking like, that's lame hosting. I just want to act. And I had gone to school. I studied acting. And anyway, when we started doing, we we're like, there could be something here to help us grow our business. And then our first day on set, we didn't want to be like hard talent. The director was wanting us to do the scene where we walk these homeowners through the house and tell them what we would do to change it. And they had us being very stilted. Well, look at this here in the living room. And it was, Jonathan, like, this is lame. It's not our personality. So finally, we were able to convince the director to just let us be ourselves because <laughs> we have a comedy background. We just like to have fun. And so they're like, okay, do it our way. Now do one your way. And the network decided that they loved our way, which was just natural, fun. It wasn't stuffy. And HGTV, the exec there, Kathleen Finch, she said that our show changed the landscape of mm -hmm. how they did um, home programming because it was more personable. It was more relatable for people and it was more fun. And we just did, yeah, we didn't want to like feel stuff. I, we felt that too, too many shows were like taking themselves too seriously. And that's, even when we came up with the concept for brother versus brother, it was like this brotherly challenge. You know, we're, we're always listening to the audience. We get like half a million messages a week each on social media from fans saying, here's what I love. Here's what I want to do at my house and blah, blah, blah. Half, half a million. Half a million messages a lot, each. Yeah. yeah. And so. Mainly wow. just asking if his hair is real or if it's just a high quality <laughs> wig. But. Exactly. But we really took that into consideration. So we spent a lot of time with that direct communication with the audience and developed our new shows or twists in the format so that it would work. When we came with Brother versus Brother, we wanted to do something that was like Mission Impossible meets Born Identity meets what? Like, let's make renovating cool and fun. And it worked. It broke all the records for the network. It was the number one show on the network until we introduced Celebrity IOU and Property Buzz Forever Home. And we've continued to find ways to evolve the shows that really do something special. All right. All right but, but take me back, though, guys, and crack, crack the case open a little bit. When you guys think about its success, did, if I had talked to you before the first thing aired, would you have told me that you thought it was going to be a hit? Uh, you know, so I would say, no. <laughs> I would admit, like for me, I'm a very driven person. I mean, we both are. We're very driven, but I'm also, I'm sort of, as a kid, I listened to every Tony Robbins seminar there was and everything. I was very much on uh, creating my own path. I was networking and figuring out, I was studying to figure out what I can do to make sure that I was successful. So when we moved into this idea of hosting a show in real estate, I felt it was going to be a success because I knew how dedicated I was to working hard to make it happen. And so... Did you really think that this guy was going to be successful? Look at that hair. Wait, I mean, is that real? That is that hair. legal? That's, that's the very first <laughs> episode of Property Brothers. Way back so, in the day. Hold on, this is even better. That's... The, the very first, Ooh. I mean, look at the hair. Okay, here. so first off, the producer said to Jonathan, more blonde highlights. It was terrible. <laughs> and then they said to me, you got to go higher with your hair, like Robert Pattinson from Twilight. They kept saying, like, Robert Pattinson. I'm like, why, Robert? You're not a, I'm not a vampire. vampire. I don't understand, but... But anyway, anyway, so we, we had hopes. We didn't realize it would do as well as it did, and I think it really was because we weren't trying to be stuffy designers or contractors or realtors talking to people um, we were trying to just be people that can relate. We want to help people just like we had been to be able to live in a home that they love. And at the end of the day, people resonated with that. We, we, we actually said to each other, we still even actually have the list when the show was going to be picked up and they were saying, what do we want to call the show? We still have the original yeah. piece of paper where we were writing down all the test ideas like brother, builder brothers and, you know, brothers in business and all these different things. Um, one was bungalow brothers. I remember it was so stupid. Tell you what it Mending is. fences was one of them. Yeah. And so, but I remember we looked at each other and we said, the one thing we have to promise is we are not going to be what everybody wants us to be or what people think it should be. We want to do something different. And, you know, when we look back, we've done, we've done over 500 episodes now of our shows. 
which is, I believe we've now broken a record for We should be in the Guinness World Record. I want to tell you a couple of the names that we thought. Twin Properties, Mending Fences. Mirror Image. Two Men in a Hammer. <laughs> uh, bros Before Renos. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad we went with Property Brothers. Wait, yeah. now whose idea was Property Brothers? Drew oh, actually hated yeah. Property Brothers. Oh, no, yeah, no, it was he. He, he, he put it on his list originally. Yeah. but he kept going back and saying, "No, no, no, I don't think it's right." No, no. The reason I didn't like it is because the business brain of me, I'm thinking, is if we go Property Brothers, they could probably find two other brothers that renovate and replace us very easily. We should have something more specific that makes it harder for them to replace us. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. What would have happened if the show had had had, had bombed? What would you guys be doing right now? Um. Well, at the time I was in Vancouver, I was actually, um, yeah, I was working in Vancouver. I'm just going to adjust this. Sorry. Um, I was in Vancouver. I was pursuing acting. I was doing real estate. Jonathan was running our company, uh, real estate company out of uh, Calgary. No, you had just moved to I Vegas. just moved to Vegas. Was in Vegas. So I was so doing real estate in Vegas. I think if it didn't happen, we probably would have still pursued it in a different way or gone back to our other passions. At Maybe the I'd be the next David Copperfield Maybe. in Vegas. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, wait, all right, what's, what's, your, what's, your, what's your best magic trick? Oh my gosh, I do a little of everything. I used to do a full-size Vegas show. Um, you know, a lot of like vanishing and appearing in the middle of the audience and stuff like that. But I did everything to like a story and the music was key and stuff. So this is yeah. what I would say with him as a magician. So some magicians are good at the stage stuff. Some of them are good at close-up magic. Um, Jonathan was good at everything and he has the comedy side. So he was entertaining. So I think that's what makes for a great like David Copperfield kind of show. Again, I think it's it's like even on our shows, we're we're trying to do something that's like, I'd want to hang out with those guys. That's fun. You know, we're, we're making beautiful spaces. We're transforming people's lives, but also there's a whole audience at home. I think they, they just said with celebrity IOU, it's the number seven highest rated show in all of cable when, when we air. And it's like, well, that's, that's pretty important. <laughs> like we're obviously doing something that people are ready for. There's a lot of craziness out in the world and there's a lot of bad news and things going on. I think HGTV is like that home where the whole family can enjoy mom, kids, dad, everybody has something that they can get out of HGTV. All right. Now, now someone told me that you guys care a ton about sustainability. Oh, yes. Why? Is, is it the Vancouver in you? What, what is it that, uh, you know what? Actually, how, how, did you, how did you end up caring about sustainability? I think that that's a big part of it too, how we were raised. You know, we were raised back onto the forestry, back onto the national park in, uh, up in Vancouver, outside of Vancouver, Maple Ridge. And so our mom and dad really raised us to be considerate of the planet and, you know, future generations. And so we learned the basics about recycling and, you know, doing your, a garden at home and never littering. And I think it just evolved from there when we had our place, uh, you know, we lived in Vegas, our hassle and, and the, the fight to try and get solar panels and then to not be paying a penalty because we were going solar. That was the big, uh, we, we were sort of thrust in. So we produced a documentary um, called, Jonathan Scott's power trip. And, and I traveled all over the country, interviewed hundreds of people from every walk of life. And that was born out of the fact that it was so hard for us to get our solar installed and operating. And then all of a sudden they changed the laws and pretty much every solar company went out of business in, in Vegas and eventually won those rights back, started up again. But I was like, this is crazy. What's going on? And we uncovered this war, this hidden war between fossil fuel utilities and, and renewable energy companies. And it was fascinating. It was like straight out of tobacco, like the playbook. It was crazy, the misinformation campaigns. And at the end of the day, we don't have an agenda. Like I want what's good for families. I want, you know, that people, if there is a benefit to cleaning up the environment, cleaning up air, water, and, and making our homes healthier, 
Why can't that be available to everybody well, and affordable yeah. for everybody? And also, uh, we love the idea that people should have the choice to make their own decision for how they power their home. The monopolies are really what really frustrate us too, because people don't have a choice and then they're just paying this premium. And so there's something that I really love. We've actually been working with the, the, um, the current administration. You know, we had Gina McCarthy, um, who's the national climate advisor. We had her on our podcast, my wife and me, we have a podcast at home and we talked about the initiatives and what they're doing. And then we were, we were in a live interview with the press secretary asking questions that came from, families that we know to see what they're doing to protect families and protect our environment. I think that's the thing for us is, you know, we've been fortunate that we've got a platform and, you know, the, the thing that really is disheartening to me sometimes is, you know, you'll voice your opinion and, you know, pe some people will say, you know, shut up and swing a hammer. Like, we don't yeah. want to hear what you have to say. I'm like, really, because I do think that the freedom of speech is for everybody. Um, I do think we have a platform where we can help people, you know, and, and surprisingly, I found it didn't matter what political affiliation people had. Everybody who I met on both sides of the aisle, they were pro-solar, pro-renewable energy. They're just anti-politics right now. Yeah. Um, but even when you look at the products that we manufacture, we always manufacture sustainably. We always make sure that we're, you know, complying with not only international employment laws, but what we do here in, in the U S and um, we met, we manufacture 10 and a half thousand products, 10 and a half thousand SKUs. Um, everything from, you know, mattresses to wallpaper to decor, you name it. And part of our goal is to do things responsibly, but also so that people can improve their lives at home. There's no sense in, in talking about doing something great if nobody can afford to do it. So how do we make sure it's affordable for everybody? All right, all right let me stay on this just for two seconds, though, because a good friend of mine says that as important as the issue of climate change and sustainability and regeneration is, that it still really hasn't penetrated and that often people who care about it are preaching to the choir and aren't able to get to a broader set of people. Do you think that's true? And if so, how do you break out of that echo chamber and talk to a larger group of people about what clearly is something you think is fundamental and, and critical? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, there, the biggest hurdle we have is misinformation. So a lot of the folks that who do, who do not want to support renewable energy, um, well, actually, the interesting thing is now, all utilities are supporting renewable energy at the utility scale. They don't want you to put it on your own roof. So they don't want rooftop solar because they want to be able to control that power, which I understand from a business standpoint, not from a human standpoint. The science is in, people already know that there's a lot of stuff going on. It's contributing to the pollution, contributing to the carbon emissions, and that's not good for the environment, but there's a real stigma against the term climate. And so, you know, for me, when we were doing the film, we did not want to make a film where people were going to shut it off. And the only people who would watch it were people who were radically supportive of renewable energy. So finding a way that we can just start a dialogue, anybody who I've actually started a dialogue with and talked through it at the end of it, they realize I'm not, coming in yeah. with a biased opinion, it's, yeah. I'm actually trying to figure out how we can bridge this. There's, there's solutions now that will actually bring down everybody's costs. We spend 80% or over 75% of our household related energy on heating and cooling. So some of the solutions we're looking at are to decarbonize the home. I'm working, actually I sit on the board of rewiring America and the sole mandate of rewiring America is to find out how we can get the fossil fuels and the toxins out of the home and bring everybody's costs down. And also to your question about it not being relatable for the average person, it really is now because you have cost-effective solutions and it's not just solar. A lot of people think when they're thinking, uh, doing something sustainable or something for the planet. They're just thinking solar. And it was very expensive, but there are a lot of other things too. And I, I really think the education around 
how pollution in the ocean affects us on land, how, you know, tilling in farms, instead of treating your soil in a different way that doesn't kill the soil, that is something that helps the whole ecosystem too. So slowly but surely, people are getting more educated. And I really, really love the young, younger generation because they are vocal and they are using their voices to stand up and, and shout loud about what can be done. I do, I feel very positive. I think a lot of people are about doom and gloom for the planet. I don't feel that way. I think there is a limited time for what can be done, but there is a lot of positivity out there and we're moving in the right directions. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. And, and I don't blame people too who are frustrated when, you know, when our film came out and it was all about solar, there are a lot of people who are like, you know, it's a bunch of BS. I tried to do solar. It was too expensive. It wasn't going to pay back in time. And I'm like, you're right. Because depending on what state you live in, it can be three times as expensive as it is in another. You, yeah. yeah. So we, our goal is, and it's very simple. Our goal is to pursue technologies that are going to make life easier, make life health, healthier, bring down the cost for people and make sure that those sorts, sorts of technologies are available to everybody. I do like that. We see some of the budget budgets that are coming out of the current white house and the, and the bipartisan budgets that are coming out. They do include a lot of investment in some of these new technologies. And I think that's important because otherwise yeah, I mean, there's so many subsidies for fossil fuels still that it's it's hard yeah, to compare. It blows my mind, yeah. Well, you, you know, let me switch topics, or maybe it's not switching topics. I know we both do a lot of work with AmFam. I love this whole concept of dreaming fearlessly. What do you guys say to other people, especially younger people, who in one way or another ask you about not only how to dream fearlessly, but like how to bring these dreams alive when sometimes it seems like it's not easy, it's uncertain, yeah. you know, you're not sure. What's what? What do you say to them? Yeah, and you know, what we we love to motivate the young generation and support them. I think that nothing's easier to make a dream come true than if you can pull a community of people around you. And I think even for me just from a young age, I had a built-in sidekick. Jonathan and I did everything together. I thought you were my sidekick. Well, I'm his sidekick. Yeah, he's the Batman, I'm the Robin. But we we were there to support each other and when when he wanted to do something, I was in there to support. When I wanted something same thing, and that dynamic really helped us achieve our goals and the same support of our family and our friends and our, our whole circle. Especially and, with, with activism too. We always say the only thing stronger than using your voice is pulling someone in and having two voices and four voices and a community. And all of a sudden you can see change happen. And so, yeah, it's, it's important to, and, but also to be open to dialogue. The one thing that I worry about these days is there's a culture where, you know, every, no one's allowed to learn from their mistakes you know, you're done. So how about let's have a dialogue because I I don't pretend to know everything. In fact, I, I learn more daily than I think I already bring to the table, but it's because I'm open to hearing what somebody else's yeah. point of view is. And that's the only way you're ever going to learn. We all got to live on this planet together, right? So I think it's, to, you kind of said this earlier, just, just to be preaching to the choir and just speaking to people who already know about sustainability or whatever's important to them, that doesn't do anything. You have to be able to bridge that gap between you and somebody with a differing opinion. And if we can openly have a conversation and not attack each other and just have a conversation, I hope both of us can grow into it. Unless you say the toilet paper roll goes upside down, then we're <laughs> done and you're dead to me. <laughs> Forget That's it. That's always a problem. That conversation. Always... Now, are, do you guys find that most twins, I like the way you guys are together. Like I love seeing people who are good to each other. And I can tell you guys are good to each other and good with each other. Do you find that's true with most twins that you guys know? Because, or, or 
Y- y- give me a little. Is, yeah. is this unusual? Because I like it. I like. Yeah. I like seeing people good to each other. Is this unusual with other twins? I think it's just depending on their personalities. Like I know we know quite a few sets of twins, and most of them get along well. Jonathan and I, you know, we run companies together, and we do tv shows together and so it's it's maybe a different dynamic we've always been able to support and that's why we can work in business together a lot of families or twins or siblings whoever can't work together because they get on each other's goat we we call it a no bs policy and we've had we've we've been this way since we were teenagers if there's a problem we get it out we deal with it we don't let it fester and build up because at the end of the day we know we both have good opinions we love each other we're bringing our opinions to the table for a reason and then we'll unbiasedly uh move forward in whatever's the best direction well, i think we learned early on as well we, we agreed there's more than one right way to do something so we don't need to argue over whose right way we want to do it that's a waste of energy. So, you know, kind of having those understandings is important. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And, 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 and Drew, I like where you are. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (laughs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
right, I want to try a little rapid fire with you guys. You might right. have a, we do a little, a little sure. tag team rapid fire here. All right, uh, Drew, I'm going to start with you. Your favorite athlete of all time? Uh, Michael Jordan. Jonathan? Wayne Gretzky. I mean, oh, Canadian. the great one. The great, the great one. one. All right, Jonathan, I'm going to start with you. Biggest mistake you've ever made? Um, are we talking relationships? Because uh, this might be, take a while. Uh, no, big, biggest mistake I ever made. Um, you know, way back in the day, I wanted to pursue my passion of being a, a magician. And then I, I let that go because I let somebody sort of scam me. And then I kind of like got into a funk and, and changed that. But I think letting go of my passion that early was something that I think was, was a real letdown. Huh. True. Uh, I would say I learned very young about um, t- putting your ego in check. Um, I was the MVP of the basketball team, and um, we all voted. Within the team, we voted who was going to be what because they gave the awards away. And I voted for myself as the MVP. And then my friend, who he is who I, I would have voted for if I wasn't voting for myself like an idiot. And his mom, I had said I had voted for myself, and his mom ripped a strip off of me for being self-absorbed and obnoxious. And I really learned, I'm like, what was the point of voting for myself? That is not how to build community. So from that moment forward, I really learned how to put others uh, in front and not vote for myself. All right, Drew, if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would you have dinner with? Uh, I would love to have dinner with Oprah. I think she is someone that is just so such an inspiring person. I would love a conversation with her. A nice answer. Jonathan, where would you go? Dinner, anyone, dead or alive? Um, well, I would go have dinner with Zoe and the kids because that's where I'm headed to right after this interview. And I really, you know, love those guys. <laughs> All right. I love that. Last couple ones. Uh, Bob Vila or Tim Allen? Oh, <laughs> Bob. Bob Vila. Yeah, bring that authenticity. You know, <laughs> Tim brings the chuckles. And but. expertise, yeah. <laughs> All right, final question here. Uh, most interesting thing you've learned about love? Um, oh, wow. It's I, I, For me, I think it's that, you know, that people show love in different ways. And so, sometimes it doesn't make sense to me until you realize that aha moment that every time someone does this, they're showing you they love you. That's not how I do it. But that doesn't mean it's any, it's not diminished at all. And I, I think actually almost building on that for me, that the small things mean just as much, if not more than the big things. Because I was always like, I'll throw a big birthday party or I'll do a big something, something. I didn't realize a little note on the mirror saying I love you when I leave in the morning or something like that means just as much, if not more. Hey, you Canadians dudes are good guys. I uh, I like you guys. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Your mom and dad did a good job. Uh, uh, really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> a nice callback. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you, guys. Go and be safe. Have a great dinner. Jonathan, Drew, appreciate you. Thank you. Be safe, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We, we'll see you in, in person at some point soon, I'm sure. Look forward to it. All the best. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.